Good morning. Jeff just told me that it was <clears throat> getting a little weird me preaching up here without a pulpit, <clears throat> but I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. He was getting, uh, I was getting out there on the fringes a little bit. I'm not going to say what you said. You misunderstood me. It wasn't what I was saying. <laughs> I know. It was good. It was good. I, it was, uh, the Holy Spirit was <clears throat> working through me, and it was good. Uh, it scares me to preach without my uh, notes, I'll just tell you. Uh, and it, I was trying to stretch myself in that, and, and uh, you might see a little more of it. I'm going to try. Uh, let the Lord work. Not that I don't prepare in that, but uh, uh, it's good. Welcome to Beecher Island. It is a good day. It's a beautiful day outside. It's a blessing. Uh, um, blessing to be right here with all of you. And, and it truly is. And it's a blessing that we're all here. Uh, a blessing to join together in His name. That's why we're here. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, if you are new here with us, I want to introduce you to Beecher Island. Beecher Island is a indep not, an independent, I'm going to mess it all up, independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving Bible preaching church. And we strive to be about His Word and about uh, His truth. And, and I'll tell you, we mess it up. We fall short of the glory of God. And we don't all gather here because we think we're good. We gather here because we know that we are not good. But He is good. And that's why we come. Because we want uh, a relationship with Jesus. And we know that it's in Him that we, uh, we can have life. And life to the fullest. And what a blessing it is to know that and to walk in that. Um, I'll just tell you, I'm a little sad in this morning, uh, but I'm also excited because we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the Gospel of John today. Uh, after two years or whatever it's been, year and a half, we're gonna wrap up the Gospel of John. But um, you know, we've read this entire Gospel word for word. We've worked our way all the way through it, and and we've we we've studied some some words and some verses to to as much detail as we can. We, we have strived to make sure that we don't take any verses out of context. We've, we've tried to be in the, the truth of His Word and, and what it says. And, and we've kept one verse in mind this whole time. And that's John chapter 20, verse 31. And I hope that this is a memory verse for you. And I hope that it will be a memory verse for the rest of your life. Because I believe that it's that important as we read John and read all of God's Word. We read the whole thing, uh, the whole Bible. But John chapter 20, verse 31 says this, But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you will have life in His name. That's what we've tried to be the whole time, knowing, knowing that this is why John wrote, so that we will know who Jesus is. And it's in Him that we have life. And today we're going to try to finish strong in understanding why John wrote what he wrote. So if you would, open your Bibles to John chapter 21. And we're going to start in verse 15. John chapter 21, verse 15. 
Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you. We have it so readily available. Lord, I pray that we don't take it out of context. Lord, Lord, I pray that, that when we read it, it is your truth coming to us through the Holy Spirit, and, and that we don't put our man, uh, man-made religion, man-made laws on it, but we read it and allow you to move us in it. Lord, I thank you so much for it, and I pray that we never take it for granted. That we never let it just sit on our shelf and collect dust, but we pick it up and we read it, and we allow it to be your living word, which you say it is. We allow it to be more than our roadmap, but our everything as we seek a relationship with you. And we draw closer to You every time we read it. Lord, I thank You for each person here this morning. I thank You for the beauty that we see with our eyes that You have created. Lord, we, we love You. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, John chapter 21. Starting in verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said to him, Tend to my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? It was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hand and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If I will that he remains till I come, what is it to you? You follow me. Then this saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die. But if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Wow. I should just sit down after that. Because uh, what an account we have. What an account of Peter that we have here. <clears throat> but even more than that, the closing that John gives us. 
the closing to this, to this gospel message. And I want you to notice at the beginning of, of what we read there, and, and we talked about it last week, but they ate breakfast. I want you to notice that Jesus took care of their physical needs before He ever talked to them about spiritual stuff, spiritual matters. I got to thinking about this just a little bit. When, when, when a young man wants to date one of my daughters, um, I require that they eat breakfast with me. Um, that's just part of it. They, they have to come and eat breakfast with me and I have a conversation with them. But I'm going to change my thinking a little bit in this, that I'm taking care of their physical needs by feeding them breakfast before I unleash on So I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. Did you see Jesus? Did Jesus fed them breakfast? There was a fire there. They were around the breakfast. They, they, they were around the fire warming themselves. And so Jesus took care of their physical need before they ever started talking to them about spiritual matters. If you remember, Peter had publicly denied Jesus three times. He denied Him three times, and then when Peter had denied Him the third time the rooster crowed, we know that Peter was very remorseful. He, he left what he was doing. He sought the Lord in that. He, he, he cried because of what He had done. He was so remorseful. But you know what about Peter? Every time, pretty much every time we read about him, and he knows that it's the Lord that is coming to them, he runs to the Lord. He, he runs to the Lord. We know that, that when they thought it, when he knew it was Jesus because the net was full, he pl plunged out of the boat and ran to Jesus. We know that about Peter. But here, the Lord publicly asked Peter three questions. Three questions. And I will tell you that this can be preached in a way that, I mean, it just preaches so good. It's all on the love of the love of Jesus and the love for Jesus. And I mean, it preaches really good. Some people even preach that the third time it becomes agape love. That's not what I'm going to preach. You see, I've preached it that way before, but this time when I was reading, I realized I was missing so much. So, there's so much more than, than just the, the love sermon here. There's so much more detail that, that Jesus is, is pointing out. We're going to get to that. You see, the first question Jesus asks, He says, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Paraphrasing this question, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than the other disciples right now? Do you, do you love me more than them? And Peter says, yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Peter would no longer boast that he would never forsake the Lord. He, he learned his lesson in this. Even if the other disciples would leave, he, he learned his lesson. He would not. I think it's a lesson that we definitely should ponder. <laughs> Seeing after Peter answered Jesus, he told him, 
Feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. You know, I'll tell you that when I focused on the love before, I didn't catch this. I missed the teaching. You see, Jesus didn't reply, love my people. Now, I'm not saying that love is not part of it. It's absolutely part of this relationship with Jesus and loving Him. But what I'm saying is there's so much more to it. First, I want to point out that the conversation went from fishing. From fishing to shepherd. You see, the former speaks of the evangelism while the, the, the latter suggests teaching and, and pastoring. I find it interesting that Jesus starts with feed my lambs. Lambs are young sheep, right? They're not mature. They're, they're not fully grown. We may even say that they're still on the milk. And maybe those ones that maybe haven't completely found their relationship with Jesus yet. Maybe they, they've just come to, to Jesus and he, and he says, feed my lambs. Jesus didn't say right off the bat, take care of the mature in the flock. Make sure they're the ones taken care of. No, His first statement is, feed my lambs. I think in church, oftentimes we care about the ones most that have been here forever, that have filled a seat in a pew for the longest. I'm going to tell you, I think we're getting it wrong. Now, I'm not saying you're not important, because <laughs> you're very important. And Jesus gets to that. But Jesus puts these in order, I think, for a reason. Because, you know what? The ones that have been sitting in these pews for, for all the years and have been here for a long time, you have a foundation. You, you know your relationship with Christ. And it is good. And we can learn from that. But what about the ones that are still on the middle? If we don't put our focus on them, they can pretty easily fall off the milk. They can pretty easily get sick. It's been said that lambs wake up every morning trying to find a way to die. I think it's a true statement. If we take that in context of what Jesus is saying right here, if those who are young in Him wake up every morning trying to find a way to lead Him? Church, how important are the lambs? How important is it to be feeding Jesus' lambs? He made sure he pointed it out to Peter, take this very seriously. I want you to care for my lambs. You see, the second time the Lord asked Peter if he loved him, 
Peter replied with a, with a genuine distrust of himself. Of himself. He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, tend my sheep. We know that there are lambs and sheep in Christ's flock. And I find it very interesting that Christ now says, if you love me, tend, tend my sheep. He didn't say feed my sheep, he said tend my sheep. So what does tend mean? What, what, what is that word? So I, I looked up in the thesaurus what you can use instead of tend. And this is what I found. It says, how about this? Keep an eye on my sheep. Careful, my sheep. Watch over my sheep. Minister to my sheep. Manage my sheep. Watch my sheep. Supervise my sheep. Now on this one. Have a habit of my sheep. Wow. Have a habit of my sheep. You see, Christ's flock needs the loving care of one who loves the shepherd. We have to love the Lord in order to tend to His sheep. That's number one. Our relationship this way. We have to love Him in order to tend His sheep. But I want to tell you that this is not just speaking to, to the leadership of the church and to me as a pastor. It's speaking to all of us who walk in the Lord. All of us. It's pretty easy to say, well, the leadership will take care of that. The pastor will take care of that. Tend to sheep. Tend to sheep. You know, just as Peter denied Jesus three times, he was given three opportunities to confess him. Three opportunities to, to confess him. And this time, Peter appealed to the fact that Jesus was God, and therefore he knew all things. He said the third time, you know all things. You know all things. You know that I love you. For the last time, Peter was told that he could demonstrate this by feeding his sheep. I want to make sure that we understand the first part of this question, though, that's asked three times. Jesus asks, do you love me? Do you love me three times? You see, we have to love the Lord first before we can ever think of doing His work. I've preached for the last year and a half that, that the way to Jesus, the way to salvation is to believe. Well, what about once we believe? Now what? Now what? I know in class we've been talking about salvation. Now what? We're going to dive into that even more. We kind of ended that taking a different approach to it. See, uh, when we love the Lord, when we love the Lord with everything we have, we, we will feed His sheep. 
But when we love the Lord, our heart will desire to, to feed His lambs and, and tend to His, to His flock. Our will desire that it won't be a, a, a have to. You see, the underlying lesson in this is that the love for Christ is the only acceptable motive for serving. The only acceptable motive for serving. If you're doing it to check a box, stop. If you're doing it to appease someone else, Stop. There's no real reason to keep on doing it. If you're doing it because you think that you will earn Christ's love, stop. Because you can't earn His love. Because He's already given it so freely. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to earn His love. He's giving it to you. He says it's here for the taking. Just come to me. Just come to me and it is yours. I, I love you already. You don't need to earn it. You don't need to work for it. You see, you don't have to worry about how do I do it? I think a lot of times in church, and I'm picking on church this morning, I'm okay with it. We look to the pew in front of us and the people that are sitting in. Maybe we look to the pew beside us or the pew behind us and we, and, and, and we start comparing maybe our relationship and what they do for the Lord and compared to what I do for the Lord, what you do for the Lord. It, there's no comparing. Listen, God has gifted you in the perfect way to serve you. And that gift is amazing. Whatever that gift is, I don't Whatever your gift is, it's from Him and it's amazing. And if you're the foot and trying to be the hand, stop. Be the person that God has made you to be to do His work. And when you love Him and pour your love into Him, He will guide you in all of that. And you won't have to check a single box. Because you see, the way that this ch chapter ends is Jesus says, don't worry about anybody else. You just follow Me. Don't look to anybody else. You just follow me. Peter may actually want to make a big deal of that. Well, what about John? Well, you don't need to worry about John. Whatever I will for John is what I will for John, not you. You follow me. What a statement that Jesus gives. What a teaching. What a teaching. Because you see, we don't need to look at the neighbor. We don't need to look at the person down the road. We don't need to look at the pew in front of us or to the side. We just look to Jesus and know that it's in Him that we do all.
just as Peter, we don't need to be concerned with John. I love the wording that Peter uses, though, to answer Jesus the last time. He said, you know all things. You know all things. You know that I love you. So, so first, church, do you believe that Christ knows all things? Do you believe that He knows all things? Do you believe that He knows your heart? Do you, do you believe that He knows the desires of your heart? Do you believe that He knows the details in your life, yet He still gives you the free choice to make whatever choice you want? The choice to follow Him or not? The choice to love Him or not? Your choice, though. Your choice. So church, I'm going to ask you some questions, and this is... It's okay to speak now, okay? It's okay to, to actually voice an answer in this. And you can be lively. It's okay, okay? I should ask an easy question first. No, I'm joking. It's an easy question, I promise. Church, the Lord asks you, do you love me? Yes. 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 Feed my lambs. Church, the Lord asks you, do you love me? Yes. Tend my sheep. Church, the Lord asks you, do you love me? Yes. 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 Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. And Jesus concludes all this by saying, no matter what, no matter what else I do with my people, you follow me. You follow me. Church, are you ready to follow in a way that you never have before? Are you ready to step out and witness to people in a way that you've, you've never had before? Are you ready to see Jesus work in you and in this church in a way that if it were written down, I suppose all the books in the world couldn't contain them. Are you ready to do that for Jesus? I'm going to invite the praise team to come on up. As you see, church, as we head on in the next series, it's going to be all about witnessing. All about doing His will. And I ask you these questions to, to be serious about. Because it's time to step out of these walls. I've given you indication for for a while we've been going through John to be praying for an individual that, that maybe is not saved or is not saved. I've been telling you to be, be praying for them specifically. I've been asking you, hey, what are we going to do to get outside these walls? Well, now we're going to put our feet to it and start stepping outside of these walls. I'm excited about it. I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't know what it's going to look like. But we may be having church in a community center sometime soon because we're stepping outside of these walls. I don't know. But what I want to tell you is this. We started this whole study with John 1, 1 through 5. John 1 through 1 through 5 said, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life. 
And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. That's our Jesus. That's our Jesus. And today we finish with follow me. Follow that light. Allow that light to be your entire light. Not just part of it, but your everything. But these things were written. These things were written so that we would know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And believing, believing you'll have life in His name. Church, do you believe it? Yes. Amen. Let's stand and sing.